We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. In the last session, we talked about the fact that the power of God's Word conceived in the human spirit produces a force called faith, a spiritual force. And it'll manifest itself in your life. We talked about the fact that Mary conceived God's Word in her spirit. It manifests itself in her body. Now, what I want to get into in this session is to show you the principle upon which God operates and how that you can operate in the same principle. You see, sometimes people don't realize it, but uh, we can operate in the same principles because they are principles of God's Word. They're divine principles. They're spiritual laws, and we can operate in those. Now, I want to say this to you, that uh, when you go out there and get out there in the ministry, and some of you are already in the ministry, there's some things that you need to realize to be real effective with the teaching of the Word of God and the principles of the Bible. You must learn to practice these things. Now, there's a lot of people, and I want you to listen closely to what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that are practicing what they preach. But when you are preaching what you've already practiced, you're going to be ten times more effective because you've already practiced it. You've already found out what makes it work, what will short it out, what will cause it not to work. And if you'll remember that, practice this thing. Set it in motion. Get it to work it in your life. You know, you go out and preach somebody else's revelation. And, you know, somebody said, well, what, what about this? Why won't it work? Your effectiveness is cut down when you have not operated in it. That's why, and some of you have probably done it, you can preach the same sermon that Brother Hagin or Brother Copeland or somebody else preaches, say the same words, but unless you have practiced that, unless you have put it in motion in your life, it just kind of comes out of your mouth and falls to the ground. <laughs> it just don't go anywhere. But when there is the practice of it. In other words, you're preaching something you've already practiced. You have some insight into it of your own. And there's nothing wrong with preaching what somebody else preaches if it is the Word of God. But I'm telling you how to make the ministry more effective and how for it to work better in your life. Now, what we want to get into here is the fact that God used His own principles. Now, we found out that in Zacharias, he had Zacharias lost his speech for nine months until what he said came to pass because he doubted what the angel said. God sent by the angel to him. He didn't receive God's word. Then Mary said, Be it unto me according to your word. Let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's notice what Abraham did when it came to believing God. You know, we all hear about Abraham's faith. The Bible says on several occasions. The apostle Paul said it. Uh, we read it in many places in the Bible where it says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness, or it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, righteousness means right standing. In other words, he was in right standing with God because he decided to believe God. Now, Abraham didn't necessarily feel like believing God every time. You don't always feel like believing God. But he made a decision to believe God. And let's notice in the fourth chapter of Romans... Let's read from verse 16. Well, let's don't do it. Let's back up to verse 13 because something here I want you to see also. 
for the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, get a hold of this. It wasn't through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, what was this promise he's talking about here? That he should be heir of the world. Did you realize that God's Word says that Abraham, the promise to Abraham, was that he would be heir of the world? The whole world. (laughs) I'll tell you. And, uh, well, you know, somebody said, well, what does that do for me? It does a lot for you if you realize that the Bible says, if ye be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to that same promise. We're heirs of the world. Now, somebody said, yeah, but by the time the meek inherit the earth, the taxes will be so high they won't want it. (laughs) Well, I don't believe that. We're heir of the world. It was to Abraham, not just through the law, but through the righteousness which is of faith. Now, I want to take just a little bit of time and show you something here about this righteousness which is of faith. And we may come back later and deal with it, but it's just too good. I just can't pass it up at this point. Through the righteousness which is of faith. Now, hold your place there because we're going to come back to that. Go with me to Romans, the 10th chapter. Let's notice what the Apostle Paul says about the righteousness which is of faith. Romans chapter 10. Let's begin reading with verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Now notice he's going to tell you first of all here, he's going to tell you what the righteousness which is of faith did not say. Let's read it all together. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, again from the dead? But what saith it? Now he's going to tell you what the righteousness, which is of faith, would say. First, he tells you what it wouldn't say. You know, it helps you sometimes if you find out what something is not before you find out what it is. And that's what Paul does. He said the righteousness, which is of faith, would not say, who's going to reverse the process of death? Who's going to bring Jesus back from heaven that he may come to us and to heal us or do these things for us that he did in the days as he walked the Sea of Galilee? He said, the righteousness which is of faith would not say that. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, I wouldn't say that anyway. But have you ever said, Lord, come down and touch me? Well, I'll not ask for a show of hands. But surely you have. Well, that's what we're saying when we say that. We're saying, let's bring Jesus. Jesus, if you just come down here and touch me, I know I'd be healed. Well, I got news for you. He's not coming. He's seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies are made his footstool. Now, you see, Jesus is there in his physical body. It's seated there. And he's not coming back until his enemies are made his footstool. Somebody said, well, you mean he's not going to heal me? Well, he's already healed you. He sent his word and healed you. Now, here's what I want you to see. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, God sent his word and healed them. Now, the Bible says in the beginning, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. And then it says in verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. One translation says, the Word took upon itself flesh 
and dwelled among us. Now, Jesus, when Jesus was with God, you don't read in the Scriptures where Jesus was in heaven with God in the Old Testament. But we know He was there because He says, the Word was with God, and Jesus, the Word, was made flesh. Then He became Jesus. He was not Jesus when He was there. He was the Word when He was in heaven. Are you getting this? And God sent His Word and healed them. Mary conceived the Word of God in her spirit, and it manifests itself in her physical body. The Word actually, literally, took flesh upon itself and dwelt among us. So what the Word did in heaven that God spoke, God proved to us beyond any doubt that that same Word will do the same thing in the earth. And to prove that he would, he clothed his word with flesh and sent him here to live among us and show us that it would do the same thing here. Now, I don't know what that does for you, but it excites me on the inside. Glory to God. Jesus was the personification of God's word on this earth. He came here and what did he do? He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out the demons. He undid the Bible says he came to destroy, loosen, dissolve, undo the works the devil had done. That's what the Amplified says about it. So the Word came to do that. Now, see, sometimes when we're talking about Jesus, we unlink him from the Word and from what it's talking about in John 1 1. Jesus, in Word form, was the creator of all things. He was the creator of all things. It was the Word that God used to create. It was the Word that God used to frame the world. Then to prove to us that that Word was as powerful on earth as it was in heaven, He clothed His Word with flesh, sent Him here to the earth, and He did the same works here on earth. Then told us the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because they go to the Father. So when He says He sent His Word and healed us, then it's powerful. Now, somebody said, well, you mean Jesus is not healing anybody on earth today? He's not coming in his physical form to heal you. He dwells in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And through the word that you receive, you can receive your healing. Through somebody laying hands on you, you can receive your healing. But far as Jesus coming personally and touching you, he's not coming. He is seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies made his footstool. Now someone says, well, but I've heard of people that had vision. Jesus came and stood by their bed and touched them and healed them. Well, that was in spirit form. They had a spiritual vision. That was not Jesus' physical body. They saw a spiritual vision. And you see, you still have that today. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father until his enemies have made his footstool. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been with us all this week. Now, this is the last day for CD offer number 7111, The Righteousness Which is a Faith, a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, in this, we talk about the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, the Old Covenant, there was none righteous, no, not one. You know, they just swept their sins under the rug. If you offered sacrifices, they didn't prosecute you because of it. But you're still just as guilty as you ever was. But the blood of Jesus can 